What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. Now, there's a famous quote that says, shoot for the moon, because if you miss, you'll land on the stars. This parable should be a cautionary tale to let you know that your greatness is limited to your mindset. We all understand that mindset is everything. But most of us don't even understand our own minds, let alone how to set it. What's up? <laughs> don't blow the speaker before we even start. What's up, happy people? Welcome Hello. back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. Now, before we get into today's conversation, mm-hmm. I... I just have to, I, I have to put this out there. I have to put it out there. Every comment and feedback that I've gotten, uh, everyone says that they love our intros to, to, to the podcast. They're like, man, y'all, y'all be, your hooks be catchy. So I have to, I have to just go ahead and let the people know most of it is not me. <laughs> about about 70% of it is set, it comes from Sarah's mind. I'd be over here with the scratchy paper trying to get all philosophical and get the word in right. And she thinks about it for like two minutes. I do the she's remix. Like, she's like, I got it. I got it. So basically all I do is I give her the big fancy words and the philosophical perspective. Sometimes I don't. And then she can take that and put it in some like nice flowy so that Funny. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so like that that last bit there of uh most people don't don't understand their own minds let alone how to set it. it that was all her that was all her Gotta so get that hook <laughs> yeah so the reason why we and i, I don't want to get too much of a rap on the intro because you know the attention of a listener is a very hard thing to keep right mm-hmm. especially when you're writing a book or you're doing a podcast so the reason why these intros have to be done just right is because you're trying to earn the attention of whoever's listening yeah. to you. So I appreciate you for that. Oh, thank you, babe. It really, like we said, it really does come down to the hook, kind of like in rap. And that leads me into how we came about this topic for today, which was listening to a song that was all hook. It really didn't have any meat to the song. <laughs> it's just a hook. But it gets you and you start bumping it. It, catch, it catches your attention. So yeah. like in music, the hook, right? Like you can take the best the song in the world. The one line that you always remember of the yes. song. You forget everything else, but you know the one line. Yeah, yeah. So like the hook of a song is that one phrase, that one word you always like. You don't even remember the entire song. Apple bottom jeans, boots, boots with, with the, the fur. fur. That's all you remember. Or like what's another one? Uh, popular one. Uh, go shorty. It's, it's your, your birthday. birthday. <laughs> we going to party like it's your birthday. I don't know the I don't know the I don't. Oops, I, I did it again. <laughs> I play with your heart. <laughs> See, I, can't, you know. I can't tell you what else she said in the uh-huh. song, but you know who's... You almost need to remember the hook to remember the rest of the song too, because yes. once you remember the hook, you can kind of keep flowing with it. Yeah, but you have to like think about the the hook first. You know who's very good about creating music with hooks? Mm. Drake. Yeah, I thought I thought you were going yes. to say yeah. In Drake's music catalog, almost all of it is hooks. Yeah. God's plan. 
God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't do this. All I, we are not singing, by the way. I'm so sorry for assaulting your ears <laughs> with our terrible hook impersonations. Um, this is why we don't do karaoke. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, energy. I got energy. Okay. Uh, yeah. every, every, all my enemies. <laughs> Okay, so I know the fucking song. I just like every, that's it. That's once pen Drake. Pen yeah, pen pen pen. So for a lot of these music artists, they know once create the hook and then you create the song. Everything else. Yeah, it doesn't matter the genre. So there's a song that came out, uh, I guess recently. At least it's been in the news recently. It came out in 2020. Okay. Yeah, it, it's uh, so, it was off the pandemic project is yeah. what the artist wrote the song created. Yeah. So the cool thing is, it's actually um, another young Nigerian. Um, Nigerian's getting a lot of love. And hustle. And, uh, yeah, Nigerian. And he's from Texas, so yeah. hey, and no shout, shout out, out shout to Texas out, yeah. too. Uh, we are Houston-based right now at the moment. Unfortunately, I'm trying Fun to now. get out. Fun now. Trying to get out. <laughs> Sarah lighting a fire. You got a my job head. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we take an application. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to get this podcast producing yeah. enough revenue so we can work for many city. Right. So, anywho, um, what was his name again? I forget the name. Toby in Wigway. Okay, Toby. So, <laughs> <laughs> say it in Toby wig-way. in Wigway. 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 It's close. It's close. That's that white girl pronunciation. That's as good as it's gonna get. get. I'm actually proud I got that somewhat decent on the the first. Twelve years into it, you still don't pronounce our last name right. Akingbade. It's Akingbade. Akingbade. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll I can't going. do that. Sarah Akimbade. <laughs> how, how do I do that when I introduce myself? Uh, the context is all. My name is Sarah. My mom even says my name is Sarah, like the southern version. Okay. So Sarah Akimbade. Yeah, if if I, we're I, ever I, in Africa, it's not Sarah Akimbade. However you say Akimbade. 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 Yeah, yeah. Now you're like, right. oh, okay. Royalties in yeah. the house. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so, anyways, the the song that that came out recently by Toby, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not even. Okay. In Okay. So, um, my friend Toby over here did this song. It was "Try Jesus, Don't Try, don't try me. me." Anyways, that's our best impersonation of that. That was the Much entire better. song. That was the entire song. He just song. repeats that basically he over repeats, and over. He and repeats over. that line: "Try Jesus, Don't Try Me," for like two and a half, three minutes. It, but it, it it hit a lot of people home because it's a great hook. Um, but it really got us. And the hook conveyed a lot of nuance. Yes. yes. And he got a lot of buzz. He got on the Steve Harvey's uh, show and Steve Harvey was giving him tons of love. Steve Harvey was like, oh, that's my anthem now, you know, because I'm a Michelle, Christian. Michelle Obama uh-huh. listens to yeah. it. Yeah. Because it's one of those things saying like Jesus will turn the other cheek, but I, I won't. I won't. You, you know? know, I'm I'm gonna fight you if I yeah. need to. God forgives. You come I at don't. me. Yeah. yeah, you come at me. You oh, better oh, speaking be- of, Rick Ross said the same thing mm-hmm. he, in an album. He said, "God forgives, I don't." But that's not a hook, right? Yeah. Like, but saying, "Try Jesus, don't try me," that's a hook. It's a hook. So, well, also, I, I just don't think he put it in there as a hook. It could have been a hook. It wasn't a hook. He did it as, an, as a song. As a long, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't frame it like a hook. Yeah. But anyways, um, so what what inspired this conversation that we're having with you guys today is that when Toby was doing a lot of these 
um, interviews and stuff, and he was on the news, there was this very um, mindset, that, and again, this is our perception of him. We're not saying this reality because the future is undetermined, and we could be totally wrong with how he perceived um, his interactions on these interviews. But he seemed very excited, celebratory, like we made it. Um, this I'm so grateful. This means so much to me. So he's gotten this little bit of fame, this little bit of money. And now he's he's acting like he's done, like he's made it. And he even went and um, bought like two, two cars, two, one for no, him not, and his two, sister. Not, not just two cars, two Yukon Denali type okay. Jeeps. You know, Brand I don't know new. what that shit. This motherfucker like 35,000 per, per car. So that was a good 70 G's. Exactly. And, and on the Steve Harvey show, Steve Harvey was like, I'm going to send you a jacket or some shoes or some shit. And he was like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And, and I made the observation to you and I said, I feel, again, perception. This is my opinion, not reality, not, not um, saying that I can tell the future, but I feel like he will struggle from here on out because it seems like his mindset now is I made it. I'm so grateful to be here. And he he and has. He, he he's is. made some yeah. success. Yeah, he he's done enough to be like, ooh, I got there. But you and I experienced that like when you did your TEDx talk. True. It was always Fact. one of those things that we thought when you got on stage, oh, I made it. I'm here. Uh, I'm on this huge platform that people uh, respect and admire. It, it's nationally recognized. Even, even I fell victim to this mindset. Yep. And and it doesn't always manifest. You don't. You're not always able to translate that into long term success. For one, sometimes you're a one hit wonder. Sometimes it just doesn't go viral the way you think. Um, but a lot of times it's your mindset too. You've set that as the finish line, and so you haven't set up a plan past that. So, for example, with uh, what you said about Toby, is when you went to look him up, he had like one other relevant song. And nothing beyond that. So once you're interested in him, you don't really have a body of work to go to. And it's not like he has something coming out next week or tomorrow while your interest is still peaked. Okay, so I, I think it's important to lay context here because this point won't land. Okay. Okay, so so his backstory. I'm watching social media and I see an interview from J. Cole. Right. J. Cole. J. Oh, Cole. man, I love J. One of, Cole. One of the all-time greatest rappers. One like, argu arguably, J. Cole is in everybody's top five greatest rappers of all time. Top ten for sure. Kendrick Lamar gets in there, too. These are, re and here's what makes the story relatively interesting. These are newer acts, okay? These are not guys who have, like, the body of work of a Tupac or uh, a Biggie Smalls or a Jay-Z, okay? J. Cole, um... You know, Kendrick Lamar, these motherfuckers only been out relatively new, okay? But they were asking J. Cole, like, how have you become so great very quickly? And he said, it's all mindset. But then the guy interviewing was like, but all these cats out here who rap all will tell you that they all got They're great all mindsets. They're all hustlers. They all have good mindset. What could be wrong with their mindset? J. Cole said, let me explain. He said, look, perspective, perception is a bitch. He didn't, J. Cole, he didn't say that, but I'm paraphrasing. It's what he should have said going into this. So, J. Cole, J. Cole, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> he sound like Trump putting okay. words in his mouth. Yeah. J. Cole was like. He said, I'm the best. I'm the best. J. Cole said, like, perception's a bitch. Uh -huh. Let me explain. For a lot of guys, getting into the NFL 
is the accomplishment. They work so, so hard. Think about all the ass that they bust to get into the NFL, all the, the sleepless hours, nights, the hours of practice, your body all beat up and beat out. You've been broken, chewed this up and spit Friday out and booed off stage. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a line from Eminem's 8 Mile. The aspiration is to make it into the league. So when they get into the league, they finally breathe like, fuck, mama, we made it. Mama, we made it. Right. Like I was watching that show, that Nef uh, that Netflix HBO, or HBO, HBO yeah. special by Yvonne, HBO? Yvonne Orgy, another Nigerian comedian. The, sh the, the special was called Mama, I Made It. And even in that special, you could see it the, in her expression, her body language on stage. I'm fucking here. Witness me. I made it. And J. Cole said for some other artists, the ones who achieve greatness, Making it into the league, making getting signed, getting your special, your big break, that's the beginning. They did all that work, the sweat, the grind, the sleepless nights, the sleepless yeah. nights, the, the, the being broke, the adversity, the I will make it one day. When they finally got into the league, to them it was like, okay, now the hustle begins. Everything I did up until this moment was shit. All that effort, all that grind, don't count for shit. And it is from that point that my work and my hustle actually now begins. He said, as simple as that is for you to hear, it's a totally different mentality and a totally different mindset because making it into the league, getting signed, you are already in the top 1%. It's like these are already accomplishments in and of themselves because it's not like everybody's out here making it. Okay. Yeah. So, Yes, once you make it, your mind naturally wants to tell you like you need so you've got the social affirmation. He said, but when I got signed, no one knew. I didn't celebrate. I looked at the check, looked at my account and well, this can't be it. I'll see you at work tomorrow. Yeah. He said, and that was my mentality is like the day I got signed, I looked at everything I had done up to this moment, the accomplishment I realized I was at now. And that was ground zero. Yeah. And that, that was the mindset for a lot of guys. That's the that's the emotional peak. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when you win American Idol, you see them so excited on stage. I won. I am validated. And mm -hmm. he said that is when we say that's mindset, when the work should have started. When we say mindset is everything and perception is a bitch. When you look at the 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 physical expression of joy and gratitude that that person has on stage, that is their mindset and their perspective fucking them up because in that moment, they're not able to compute that they are subconsciously capping themselves out. Because the motherfucker who want to achieve greatness will look at that moment, wave the trophy in the air and say, you know what, y'all? This was all good. The work begins. I'm going to see you at work tomorrow. We ain't partying tonight. It's what LeBron James did when they won the Western Conference, right? He was like, he was like, oh, man, you just beat the West. You like, you, you guys are champions. He's like, no, there's a championship we still got to go win. We can't celebrate. Most teams are already celebrating. Yeah. So you do have a lot of consequences with mindset. Sorry, I just ran on a rant there. I, for like five minutes straight. I, I was trying. I was trying. It, it's it's a complicated. I always think every point's complicated. Maybe I'm feeling myself, but it's like because, you overcomplicate some shit. No, I'm I'm trying to dumb it down because I I see too many people make this mistake. Like you know, you finally get into college, you're so excited, and then you don't do well when you're in college. Exactly. So um, to put it a, a different way, so there's there's people who will settle for the crumbs that fall from the table. There's people who will aspire to have a seat at the table, 
And there are people who won't rest until they own the table. Mm. That's another hook. Okay. <laughs> Told you I'm the creative mind. But, but Layers to this. perception being a bitch, most people don't even recognize that they're getting crumps because the crumps come disguised as yeah. like life achievements. And well, they are. Don't get me wrong. No, the crumps, I think... The crumbs the from crumbs, the king's table still is better than what type of meat anybody no, else no, getting. You got to think about the the different mindsets in there. It 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 really is for the crumbs. Those are the people who passively go through life. The people who I just need to survive and get day to day. That's it. Okay, I would have okay. said those fuckers don't even get crumbs. They just starve. No, 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 that's the ones. Okay, who, okay, okay. That's this crumbs. Is what happens to fall gotcha. down. That's what okay. happens, okay. right? Okay. And then there are the ones who are like, I'm not going to be content with what happens to fall to me. I'm going to go fossil and earn a seat at that table. The problem with those people, like you were saying, is not even necessarily a problem, but it's a limitation, is that's as far as they can think. It reminds me even of that House of Cards example, where for the longest time, Frank Underwood, oh. he, all he aspired to be was president, right? That's what he, his main goal. The entire goal, show. I want to be was president. about becoming president. Be, and then he finally clicked in his head that he was actually limiting himself. He's like, I want to run the people who run, run the, the president. president. Right, right. <laughs> so, like, we are limited. But he sometimes. needed a paradigm shift for that to well, happen. It was the illusion that getting to that that seat at the table was making it, and then it, it took him to open his mindset and have a paradigm shift to realize, no, 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 there's someone who owns that table. There's a seat higher, and take- we forget that a lot of times. And that's where that quote, um, that parable of like, shoot for the moon comes in because your mindset what how far you can see you think about because columbus is fucked up we know that right columbus coming over here and 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 taking the land from the native americans oh, and i mean that's and, a question of spreading perspective disease. no he was fucked up <laughs> no that's he's fucked up he's fucked up to he's somebody up. he's a hero okay he's but my freedom on. fighter is your terrorist right <laughs> um but my point is and what i'm going to point out is the the just severe audacity and, and and balls that it would take the nuts to get on a ship and sail in a direction that no one's ever been and you're pretty damn sure that the world drops off or like everyone that else in the world knowledge is at that point <laughs> and and you're more likely to starve to death in the open sea before you ever reach land. And yet he still shoots off because he has a vision. He's shooting for the moon. He has a vision beyond what he can see, beyond what can be comprehended. Same for, for the, the Wright brothers who invented flight. They had a vision Powered man flight. beyond what was possible, what was reality. And very few people are able to see beyond the limitations of reality right there to see there's a seat beyond the seat. To see that, I I get what you're saying now. So some people aspire for the moon, but they don't realize that the moon is still like the the cloud. Yeah, like think about the audacity to even like, so you get in the league, right? And then the audacity to have the mindset of like, look, I know it's huge and I already won the lottery to get in the league of the NFL, I not only want to be in the NFL, I want to be the best motherfucking person in the history of the NFL. Okay. Like the mindset to set out to be that person. 
or to now even say, not only do I want to be the best in the NFL, now I want to own a team in the NFL. I want to own the best team. I'm sorry, there's always layers on layers on layers. So it reminds me of that Meek Mill song, Levels. Mm -hmm. There's levels to this shit, right? Steps up above your own level that you may not even currently know exist. Mm -hmm. So when they say mindset is everything, that's an existential statement to make because you, you can't see beyond your own perspective. You don't and know you're limited. And I did this to myself uh, for the longest time. And you, oh, I still do it to myself, to be honest. You're um, about to say an I what? And I what? Oh, I was going to say that. Um, you did it to yourself for the longest time. And I, you were like, and you. I was going to say, you inspired me. Or you pushed me outside of my boundaries. Thank you. That's what um, I was trying to get out of you. I, okay, thank you. <laughs> I gave you credit you, for the intros. Give me, give yes. <laughs> be so grateful. Be so grateful. Let's know your... I bow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bow like, down, yeah, bitches. Yeah, yeah. And your gratitude, we now realize you ain't going to be shit now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, man. No, I, I really do thank you because... Um, so... Being in business, being in management um, uh, is not something that's in my nature. It's not really something that came naturally to me. Uh, I, I'm more of a creative uh, person, not so much of a, a business mindset kind of person. Strategic. Yeah. Right. Um, so it was something where I had to have a lot of paradigm shifts. I had to have a lot of come to Jesus moments. Um, kind of understanding my own limitations. But a huge factor was understanding how much I limited my reality and my success within the role I had because I perceived myself a certain way. So I was limiting my own actions, my own reality based on how much I thought I could do. And when I was letting go or not acknowledging those fears when I was working past them, I was capable of so much more. And I had so much, I had these high moments of success and everything kind of falling into place. And you'd be like, oh shit, I just did that. Right. Like I did that. But it's natural though, because okay, for everyone listening, how many times have you gotten a brand new job that you felt you were super unqualified for, but you shot for the stars anyway, you achieved it, but now you have imposter syndrome when you finally get in, right? Like you're so grateful. I think to- this happens a lot more too. And that, like, at least in that, I feel like this happens a lot more to women, that imposter syndrome than to men. Men typically have this, like, I'm going to lie on my resume because I know I'm the best person. If I get the job, I'll figure the shit out. And, and a lot of times, at least, from my experience, I know a lot of women, even in leadership, who have the roles, who still somewhat feel like, oh, I'm sorry, like they apologize for stuff they shouldn't apologize for. They they feel like they should know things. It's like, no, you don't have to know everything. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know the answer to that. Don't be sorry. You don't know the answer. You're human. No one knows all the answers. A man would not apologize for not knowing the answer to something. They say, oh, hold on a second. Let me ask my assistant. He has that information. <laughs> or they just make shit up, right? Yeah, There's that possibility too. So, but women were like, oh, you know, I, I, I now I'm, I'm revealing my weakness. And so then, are you saying perception affects women more than it does men? Or are we just more societally no, no. conscious of the way it affects I'm women than it does men? I'm saying in this context, okay. the women perceive themselves. And women typically have a lot more um, insecurity issues and stuff with how they self-perceive. So I think in that regard, women typically are harsher on how they perceive themselves. We are typically more optimistic and positive about other people 
and more negative and pessimistic on how we perceive ourselves. And I feel, feel like men are typically reversed. Okay. They're a little more jaded on how they perceive other people and a little more optimistic on how they perceive themselves, which is why men always believe women when they fake orgasms. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I was wondering where the sexual joke was going <laughs> to fall in. It always no, got, I always get there. Wait, wait, without fail, it doesn't matter how smart the point is going. <laughs> It I got to bring it back down. It, bring it, it back to my people. It always lands in there somehow. I'm sure some <laughs> listeners are just here waiting for the sexual. <laughs> like, when is it coming? Yeah, it could be a drinking game. How many sex jokes does Sarah land in an episode? Uh, Take a shot every I'm, time. I'm not doing that, dude. But somebody <laughs> alcohol will. Alcohol poisoning. Somebody will. So the <laughs> No shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're listening from Russia, and it's funny enough, we have an audience in Russia where you, you know, we will accept any good vodka you once said <laughs> just thought i'd throw that out there or, or uh, mexico with the tequila yeah. yeah maybe i start shouting out like a, a, a country every every episode dm us we'll send you our yeah. address yeah so i uh, to our audience audience in russia which i didn't even know y'all listen to podcast in russia uh yeah we'll take vodka <laughs> whatever you want to send dm me i'll give you our address i'll even You're pay so for the weird. shipping <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in there. So the point you're making is the moment you land on your mind, the moment your man, your mind lands on a finish line a destination, or a yeah. destination and end point, that is the moment you have set a limit. And no matter how high that ceiling seems like it is for you, mm-hmm. there is levels above it that you are not previewed to, which is why you've come to that level as your ultimate destination. Yep. Right. So I think about like major life or just day-to-day life living. So somebody wants to, your goal maybe to save a little bit of money, mm-hmm. right? And have like maybe 5000 in your account, which is a lot. But that by, by setting that goal, you've also created the limitation for yourself as like excitement at 5000 and possibly not seeking to go beyond that, yeah. right? I get it too. Like for us, for the longest time, for the longest time, for me, it was just getting to the first hundred thousand. Yeah. Right. The first hundred K in the bank. And when we got there, I kind of lollygagged and plateaued for a while. It was like you didn't have the same urgency. I didn't have now. the same urgency and drive. And I had to snap yeah. out of it. Like, wait, wait, the wait a minute. Wait you a get minute. To that my, oh, we're good now. We we're can good. Like I got money in the, the bank. Gas. Right. Like, I don't I don't like have to said, work that's for nothing. The, the same mindset an NFL player could make um, because once he gets in the NFL, when he used to skip going out for drinks on game night, now he's like, well, I'm in the NFL. I should treat myself YOLO. And he goes out drinking on game night. Like you just start making slight, slight, you know, slight decisions in your and the, behavior. The decision making. J. Cole yeah. said that. It's like the decision making doesn't. The filter doesn't, in which you're making decisions yeah, has yeah. changed. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good one. Because, like, okay, so the example is the guy who busted ass to get in the NFL, right? Think about friends coming. Like we had a lot of friends in college like that, yeah. right? You know, your friends come at you. Hey, man, let's go party tonight. You're like, nah, man, nah, man. I got to go to bed, work out in the morning. Tough workout. It actually reminds me of a friend we had. I know what you're thinking about. I know what you're thinking about. So, like, for, you know, the the guy whose goal is to make it into the NFL, right? The, the, you know, when when the friends are asking him, hey, let's go drink. He's like, no, I got practice tomorrow. I got to go to bed. I got to be sharp. 
But then the moment he makes it into the NFL or gets the big contract or whatever, now when the friends are like, hey, man, you want to go hang out, go get some food right now? It's like, oh, you know, yeah, let's go. Let's go get, you know, let's go get. But for the but for the guy who wants to achieve greatness, mm -hmm. even when he gets into the NFL and the friends He's come to his guns and the friends come and say, hey, man, do you want to go to the party? Do you want to go hang out? There's some girls or whatever. Do you want to go get some food? His response would be no, because mm -hmm. getting in was never the end goal. Yeah. Greatness was the goal, right? Yeah. So but for the so the decision making is still tight and, and tough. Because he still has that filter. He's not there yet. Yeah. He's not where he wants He's to be still yet. Still driving. Yeah. So but the moment you achieve what you want, your decision making gets sloppy. True. Um, you know another like different way to look at this that that keeps popping into my head. What's that? It's it's like dating and and you know how they say you, you miss 100% of the shots you never take? That's one of those quotes again. Yep. yep. So mindset is key into taking shots. So think about a, a guy who's maybe like semi-attractiveness, but he has a lot of confidence and he shoots a lot of shots. And so he, he goes up to women. He lets them know, hey, I think you're beautiful. I'd love to take you out on a date, like to get to know each other. And he puts himself out there, even if that means he gets rejected 99 times, he'll have that one time the girl out of his league says yes. It's a numbers game. And now he, yeah, now he's got an in because he had the mindset that he was confident in himself enough to handle any rejection and that there was still a chance she'd say yes. And this is how you see those guys who are with girls who are way too fucking hot for them and it's it's because of that mindset they they have that mindset like i'm not i'm not i'm not mad at myself i'm not gonna limit myself i'm, I'm gonna try and see what she says and that's something you you almost can't teach someone it's just in them to shoot that shot you know what you said i don't know how true this is but typically you see couples who look like each other the man is just a they're represented representation of each other. Like if the if the guy's chubby, the wife tends to be. I see that chubby over too. time, not necessarily when they initially get together, but I feel like over time, people because they start living the same lifestyle, typically, then they they start to have a lot of similarities. Okay. I guess I was trying to make a parallel to your point. How like you know people will go for what they know they can get. So a guy typically, typically yeah. will go after a girl who's yeah, almost the same confident. attractiveness level. Yeah, they, they are about as attractive physically. They have the same attractive level, right? Like very rarely do you see the guy who's way out of his league or the girl who's way out of her league. But it's because the mindset and the mentality with which they went hunting for, for a spouse. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, that I'm probably you're a little I'm misguided on that one. I see a lot of mismatched couples, actually. But typically, there is an X factor that will come in, either fame, money, or in this topic, confidence, when you see someone who's who's willing to put themselves out there when every logical scenario in their brain should tell them, like, hey, I don't have a shot with her or him. And they're like, eh, I'm going to try anyways. Yes. So we we go back to this to the Toby incident, mm -hmm. right? Because and the conclusion that we came to about the mindset referencing, you know, that J. Cole interview is even even in um this interview I saw Toby do, he said, you know, I gave myself ten years to make it, mm. to break in. 
And that was already a mistake. Right. He was already dead on arrival. I remember yeah. saying this to you when we were at Kroger the other day, mm-hmm. that I'm watching it and everything he's saying was about getting to the point where he gets social validation. Like, I just want to make it. I give myself 10 years to make it. If I didn't make it after 10 years, then this probably wasn't worth it. I need to go find something to do because I'm getting old at that point. Right. And, Which and, now he has 10 years before he really has to get serious. He has nine and a half years to really no, fuck no, he, around. He, he spent the 10 years almost. I know, I know. Almost, I'm just yeah, giving okay. a... Because he, he, when you set a... If he set a goal saying, I have 30 days to make it, I have a year to make You're it. You're really fucking around the first 29 days. Like, you basically, you give yourself that runway and you only kind of start feeling it. Think about um, if, if I said I wanted to lose a pound over the next year. I'd almost set myself up to fail because it's too broad of a goal. It's too extended. There needs to be an urgency like, oh, I want to lose two pounds in the next Week. month. Something like that. Yeah. Some, yeah. So he, he, he was already dead on arrival. And when we say perception is a bitch, mindset is everything. Do you think he knows that he had already fucked himself before he even got out the gate? Probably not. Probably not. Well, and, I'm, even, and, I'm even looking, too, at how he's spent the money since he's gotten some success. It, again, shows a difference in mindset. He's spending it on his, his clothes and his car for him and his sister. Instead we don't of, know Toby. We're, we're again, yes, again, we, we, just we summarizing from the few minutes we for, saw him. For all we know, he may have put another hundred grand in an yeah. investment somewhere. I don't know. But, but we're looking at it like, okay. We're making broad interpretation. Yeah, from what we saw. Perceptions. Perception is a bitch. So we're making assumptions like, hey, that was money you could have used for studio time to make your next album so that you could buy her a mansion down the road. Like, it's it's money that you could use to to really, like, spend money on, on choreographers and, and lyricists to collaborate with. So, or, or, or just even mentors, like he's on the, on the phone with Steve Harvey and then now he's complimenting his jacket and talking about how, what size shirt he was so he can get his free jacket instead of saying, man, I know you made it and you're a success in the celebrity world. I'd love to like pick your brain on how I can best. Don't send me that jacket, but yeah. instead, can I mentor have, me can for I a have week. mentorship from you for six months? Yeah. Like, right. Like the questions and the conversations get different when your mindset is to be the greatest yes. in the league, not so much Just make, make the it league. to the league. Right. It changes your verbiage. It changes how you even talk. It, it, it's something that we're all guilty of, um, myself included. Like I said, management scares me or it did scare me before I, I you got good at it, um, learning how to do it. But it's something that I constantly have to check myself and see if I'm setting myself a limitation. Because even on on, um, what I can hit in revenue within a month, you know, I might look at it and say, okay, this may be an aggressive goal. And and you look at me like "Ah, that's mindset. If you set it and you you hold yourself to it, you could achieve it. But I constantly want to underestimate what I'm capable of. And you're absolutely right. Every time I do change my mindset, I'm able to accomplish it. Yes. And and I keep going back to what you said and I'll and I'll kind of give something that happened this week, which you know, but whoever's listening doesn't know. You said we know mindset is everything. Mm-hmm. Full stop. But we don't even understand our mind our own minds, let alone how to set our minds. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
That is the punchline. Mm -hmm. That is the punchline. That's the hook. That's the hook. And here's why that's the hook. So this week, my and I'll, and I'll tell some family story here. I think it's relevant to the conversation. But my my brother mm-hmm. has a daughter. Mm-hmm. My niece. Oh yeah, my, my I know mom's. That's where you're going okay. Now. okay. My mom's granddaughter. Yeah. My mom, great intentions. My brother's divorced. He pays child support. Um, you know, his daughter spends time with the grandparents. You know, money can be tight. So mom's like, you know what? I want to send one hundred and fifty dollars, a hundred bucks, have a much monthly to help support because we mom lives in Texas. The kids in Florida. She doesn't get sick, but she wants to know that in some way, shape or form she's helping. So let's land at a hundred bucks a month for 12, 12 months. Call it 12, 1200 bucks. So mom reached out to my uncle like, hey, what do you think about this idea? Uncle goes, yeah, let's get Deja's perspective because, you know, Deja, the Deja, the perception guy. You know, we we go to him where we need some perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling honored. (laughs) Thank you, Uncle Jide. I'm uh, proud of you. Thank you, Uncle so Yeah, yeah. So I said, look, first of all, I don't know that I want to send money to people monthly because all of a sudden what should have been what started off as a gift and a helping out. Helping out now they put you in the income. Pers- uh, it's expected it's, income. It's, it's, it's expected income monthly now. So the month you don't give it, now they won't be pissed. So don't do that. And I said, look, how about we set up a custodial account for the girl so that way we know over time so every time anyone in the family is feeling generous and wants to give her a gift how about we just put it in this account for her this is how the fucking rich get richer and set their kids up for life they're not yeah, buying them toys a, 150 um we every did the month math. it was like 50 grand it was by the 50 time grand she was by the time she was tw- no by the time she was 18 no, 21 okay 21. whatever whatever 18 21 she's Somewhere still there. young but like it was college paid for it's business it's, it's, it's a business it's, it's, a it's a down, down payment, payment on her first house fuck it may even be the first house the point i'm making is through all of eternity there's parents out here giving gifts spending 150 bucks per month on their children mm-hmm or their friends' children, or their nieces, their nephews. If at some point somebody spending Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, whatever, you're probably spending five hundred to a thousand bucks a year on your nieces, your nephews, and the ones you love. But yet you are you are so short term in your thinking uh-huh, that you mindset. miss in your mindset, and you don't even realize that you've sabotaged them financially for their future you could seem like that rich auntie setting them up for life now now the- don't get me wrong it's delayed pleasure because it's it's an opportunity cost they don't get shit from you now but you they know don't get you the get sparkly presents but you get a car from me when you turn 21 or mm-hmm. you get your college paid for right but how many of you listening now are thinking or having a paradigm shift in real time right now going fuck yeah i'm I just last year alone, I probably gave a thousand bucks worth of gift to my nieces and nephews. I could have put that money in a custodial account, make sure these kids are set for life. But you didn't do it because your yeah. perception and your mindset was just to give them a fucking gift today. Yeah. Hope they like the toys. Well, and there's a mindset too, and even um, running and building a custodial account because there's a lot of fear that people have around investing and, and, 
they let that fear dictate whether they make one because they know they should. They're like, oh man, I should do a college fund or I should do some kind of investment fund to set up for, even if it's for themselves, for their own retirement, or, or like you said, for a custodial account. If you There's a open- lot of fear in that mindset of not wanting to fuck it up. So instead, they do nothing and and they end up at retirement with no no investments and not able to but send their kids know. to college. If you live in this world where kids can open up a Robinhood account with their phone, you can set up a custodial account. Okay, the shit is not complicated. But up until that conversation with my mom, it wasn't even a reality in her in her rear view. But think about even your mom's perspective on it. Like she, you brought it up, and her immediate re- reaction was, "Will you run it?" I was like, "No, I don't want that responsibility." And I, I'm telling you now i don't think your mom will open one not because she doesn't so I, like I'm, the idea I'm going to but she has a mindset that's afraid of the the process and that may be but again i did tell mom i said mom we bought you a roku tv it felt daunting the first week but then after you got used to it like everything it becomes normal so i made a commitment that mm-hmm. tomorrow sunday i'm gonna go over to her house and i'm gonna help set up the custodial account and I'll probably give her like another month worth of education, coaching and guidance on how to run it. And she should be good moving forward. But let's assume should be. But if her mindset's not ready for it, it it's putting maybe, it's it, putting lipstick on, on a, a pig. pig. It's throwing pearls before speaking. swine. Yeah, she's not saying she's a pig. I'm saying it, it could be wasted effort. Because if your mindset is not ready, this is like so many times you've gotten mad at me. Um, and it's because you would say something and I wasn't in a mental place to fully understand. All the game understand. I gave you about the management and again, your income up and all that. And this is where perception is a bitch. And again, we go back to this. So you could give me wisdom and we tell you tell this to your team members a lot too. I'm telling you something now but, and I know you don't understand. You, but, but in five in years, future, in five years, five, ten, whenever years, you will look back to this moment uh, and, fi- and have the ha-ha moment like that's, that's what that motherfucker was talking and about. And I've had a, tons of those where I'm like, oh, you said that. And now I finally get it. You're giving me my roses while I'm alive. You know. Oh, I got my roses. I got my roses. Okay. All you motherfuckers, if I've changed your life in any way, shape, or form, and I don't know about it, don't show up to my funeral talking about he was the oh he changed my life. I already, I've written this in my will. Sarah already know. He wants to know now. I want to know now. If any of you show up at my funeral talking about he changed me, gave me different perspective, she has orders to kick you out the goddamn funeral. If you don't speak now, he Hold won't your speak peace later. Forever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it just I, I you really um and I, I hope I've given you moments like that yes, too. I know yes, I've had the same for sure, for sure. Where you're like, ah, oh, okay, that's what she meant. That's yeah, what yeah. she like was. Like with talking the cat, about. with the cat. The cat was one obvious one. Yeah. Like I resisted getting a pet for twelve years. I'm like, I don't like pets. I'm anti pets. And then I get a cat, and now he's like, all oh, of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm you know I've become a more nurturing yeah, and, and, and I'm a cat person. I'm yeah, like it's, it's, it, I never thought I was a cat person. So now I'm thinking, could I really be a dog person? But yeah. I, I'm not there yet. <laughs> no. I'm not. There. We're working. <laughs> We're working. We're cat, there. kid, uh, or cat, not, dog, and then maybe kid. Stop, kid. <laughs> stop. 
Okay, <laughs> don't overwhelm me. We just, we just, just steps. We just layers, levels, 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 levels of this shit. I'm still at the kitten level. Okay, <laughs> kittens, kittens. You like crumbs at the table, yeah. Right? Yeah, and I like my, I like my limited mind. In another ten years, I might try puppies. <laughs> this is where I said in uh in our last podcast, actually, I said, um, so we 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 referenced this uh, analogy a lot, the analogy of Pl- uh, Plato's cave. And we talk about how and I said in the last um, in the last one. If I see you and I don't speak, that means I don't fuck with you. <laughs> that was that was the last podcast. But I talked about how the only time someone can be shown from the cave into the sun is when they unlock the shackles. We all have the key to our own shackles, and we can walk out You're of the cave anytime we want. We're in a it's like you know how they have the horse when you take the reins and you wrap it around uh, like a plastic chair that weighs right. nothing they, they they stay there because in their mind they have no other choice not realizing that they're stronger more powerful and, and could walk away the at horse any time. the donkey's thinking like oh my neck with noose tied to tree post or tied to something means stay here so you can tie it to a movable chair, and in his mind, it's, it must be unmovable. It that's must why be movable. Yeah. <laughs> so you may laugh, but that's every single one of us. <laughs> We're all the fucking horse. One hundred percent. We are all limited by our own perceptions of ourselves and the reality around us. We appreciate you stopping by to listen to our conversation today. Hope you learned that mindset is everything. And we human beings don't understand our own minds, let alone how to set the shit. Hopefully we taught you in today's episode how to set your mind. If you like what you heard, please definitely give us a five-star rating. It is a mindset on any audio platform you get your podcasts from. Let them set their own mind. Let them set their own four stars, two stars. They can set their the own. right mindset. The unlimited potential is five stars. Anything less is a limited Unlock way of thinking. Unlock your mind. Five stars. We appreciate you guys. Subscribe, comment, and we'll see you next time.